Hello, all of our listeners. Hi, everybody. Hi, Sig. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Can you please introduce our guest today, which I'm yes. so excited about? So everybody, I'm sh- everybody's already heard that the love of my existence is Michael Campanella. Right. You could stand under my umbrella, Ella. Stop. Do you sing that? I have the worst voice. I can't. When I met him, I'm like, I love Michael Campanella, Ella, Ella. Anyway, his beautiful sister, Camille, is here. Yay. My sister, look Camille. Hi, She's a beautiful, beautiful woman, but she is an iron man. Can you please tell us all about that? Because I'm so, well, first of all, I'm on a low carb diet right now. So I'm so cranky. All I wanted to do is eat pizza. So I'm obsessed with fitness. So please tell me how you got into this whole thing and, you know, start from the beginning. Starting from the beginning. Oh my gosh. Uh, 11 years ago, my father was diagnosed with uh, Lou Gehrig's disease and I was a gym rat and I used to go all the time to the gym, always working out and I got very depressed and I didn't want to see people anymore. So I started walking and running because I knew I had to do something. Long story short, one day I was running for like two hours. I'm in all parts of where I live. And I said, oh my gosh, I better go home before somebody find, you know, they're looking for me. Yeah. So um, I signed up for a turkey trot. Then I signed up for a half marathon. And then I did the New York City Marathon for my dad, all within one calendar year. Now, wow. so can I stop right there? Because the SIG always has to have her word. So now at this point, Michael's introducing me to his father for the first time. Now, I want you to imagine we're in Central Park. His father is in a wheelchair with the oxygen and he Ugh. he's he's sitting there and we're waiting for Camille to come to the finish line. And it's the most and I'm looking and I'm seeing this amazing family and everybody's Todd's there and Michael's there and everybody's crying. And all of a sudden Camille comes and she looks at her daddy. She says, Daddy, I did this for you. Oh my and I'm gosh. going, how am I going to get into it? Like, I wanted to take this family I and cry. wrap them around my boobs. At that time, I had my implants in. <laughs> I was obsessed with this family. And he's crying. And he's just like, it was just such a beautiful scene. She said, you might not have your legs, but I have my legs. And I did this for you. And Claire, when I tell you oh people God. around us were shaped, it was just a beautiful thing. So that's that's my my introduction to my beautiful sister in law. Wow. So and everything since then I did for my dad. My dad, I took him into my house. I took care of him for two years. He died under my arms practically. Oh my God. My so Long story short, I got It's hurt okay to cry. All the time. Yeah, oh man, I cry on this podcast every time. If I don't cry, there's something wrong. Yeah, I so I cry every day about my dad. Yeah. But, um so I was getting injured all the time from the running because mm-hmm. I was running so much. And uh, I met a, I met a bunch of people who did triathlons and they said, Camille, you, it's cross training. And if you do it, you know, you're not going to get injured. It's three sports. It's swimming, biking and running. And I said, OK, well, I don't know how to swim. Not a stroke. I'm a dipper. And, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, you hang on like the jacuzzi. Not, not even. That's I right. With a cocktail side, in my hand. I'm know, like, yeah. Uh, no, now she's swimming for two hours. Yeah, anymore. right. It's, it's crazy. like insane what I do now. So, you know, uh, my friend taught me how to swim. Uh, my ex-husband bought me a bicycle and I learned how to bike with the clips and the shoes and the helmet. And everything oh, I that hate I never those did. shoes are so it's, uncomfortable. It's, I fell so many times. I can't even tell you. It's like, and I laugh, you know, I fall, I'm good at falling. So, um, I started doing uh half tri- small triathlons and built up to half Ironman. And then, um, I've done two full Ironman. 
Wow, it's incredible. That's insane. Yes, I I am so impressed. On any given day, on any given day, when I'm eating chip sauce and guacamole, Mm -hmm. Camille will call me up. She's like, "I'm like, oh, Camille, what did you do today?" She goes, "Oh, I just uh, biked for 75 miles." I said. I can't stand you. I got to get off the phone right now because I can't even walk from here to the bathroom without being in pain. I got off the bike and ran 10 miles I know, it's insane. It's crazy. But that's what I do. And every inch, every step, every breath I take, I do it for my dad. Because my dad was like, my everything. Yeah. And I have to tell you, my brother, Siggy, you know, my other brother, they supported me. They were there for me, you know, rooting me on. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I am today. So I'm... Yeah. going to be 50 years old next month. I so for all you listeners God. who are listening out there, yeah. first of all, you know, she Camille started this at what age? 40. At 40. Wow. I mean, you, don't, you don't have to be in your 20s or 30s. There's still hope for you in your 40s. But the more Absolutely. impressive story about Camille is we have a lot of listeners out there from all over the world who are going through a divorce or who have been divorced. Mm-hmm. And everybody has known my story. Everybody knows I love to talk about myself and my story. But today is not about me. Well, it is about me because I have to tell you what's going on. We, we yeah, we have to, I need yeah. to hear what's yeah. going on in your yes. life. Well, yeah. Yeah. Should we start out with me? Can we start out with me a little bit? Of course okay. we can start with you, I know. Wait, Camille, <laughs> you're going to love this because Camille I just want to go drink this. There's nothing yeah. in here, Camille, by the way. Camille was, is, was, is, is, was very close to her father. <laughs> it was a relationship beyond anything that I've ever seen scene. And, you know, for, for a while there, I don't know when I'm with my mother, I get very sad when I'm with my mother. And see, when we talk about our parents, we cry in this podcast. Um, And just recently, you know, my mother came to me and said, you know what? I moved halfway around the world to be with you and your sister. And it really hurts me that you and your sister, Iris, don't spend a lot of time. You don't call me, you don't go out. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, like it, I didn't even realize how, you know, you spent every day with your father, Camille. Yes. You were there for him every day. And I guess because, I don't know, sometimes I get sad because my mother doesn't do anything for herself and it's all about us. That sometimes when I'm with her, I get frustrated. You know, we all get, do you ever get frustrated with your parents? Yes, I'm frustrated yeah. with them right now. Uh, oh, you are? Yeah, I'm planning a wedding. Everybody drives you crazy. Okay, good. So, but like, of course, but at the same time, you just want to be so appreciative. I'm so lucky that my mom's going to be at my wedding. I have a lot of friends who don't have their parents around anymore. You know, my fiance's dad died last year. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just should be so grateful. Thank yeah. you. But I'm just so grateful that my parents are going to be there. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, Ugh! No, but, but you just said a good thing because we can't take life for granted. Exactly. So I have to learn how to, like, make time. Make time. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for me because I'm so set in my ways and I'm stubborn and I'm, 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 I'm selfish in a lot of ways. And when I'm around my mother, something about her energy makes me sad. Like I want to do more. I want her to be, you know, like, and, um, and now I, I, my sister and I are going to make time and we're going to spend a lot of time because that's important. You never know know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're right. It's so true. You you don't know. God forbid. Some something can happen. God forbid. Wake up in the morning, something's yeah. not right. You know, yeah. Look, I was on the Tappan Zee Bridge the uh, the other day, and the crane fell right in front of me. Oh my gosh! Right Are you serious? Yeah. That just happened two days ago. Crazy. Yeah. I was a half a mile away from it. I sat. The, the whole thing just went down right in front of me. That's and I was so like, scary. Oh, 
my God, that could I could yeah. be underneath that. Life mm-hmm. is fragile. You know, so life is fragile. Thank God for what you have and make yeah. time yeah. for people who are important to you. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Sig, I need you to turn this around. You got to yeah. tell us so something it, it, good and exciting. No, it's going to be good because okay. a lot of our listeners always write us in about divorce. Mm-hmm. And I always say there is life after divorce. Right. And instead of talking about myself, when I first met Camille, she was married to a wonderful man that we're all still friends with and a phenomenal father. We love Robert. We love, everybody loves him. He's a great guy. But, you know, at some point in the relationship, they grew apart and um, they, they, they got divorced. And at first, Camille, you want to go on from there, uh, how you felt about, you know, how you go. It's your story, not mine. Well, it, you know, it went back uh, a bunch of years before um, I was just unhappy. I was just unhappy and I thought it was just me and I went for therapy and I spoke to him and he's a wonderful man. Great father, great provider, always home, homebody, wonderful man. Mm-hmm. We grew apart. I looked at him one day and I said, I don't feel it anymore. I said, this is terrible. Oh, what do I do? I have two little kids. And do I wait until they're older and in college and then how old I'm going to be? And, you know, then is that fair to him? Is that fair to me? Is that fair to the kids, you know, to leave at that time? And I just took a deep breath and I said, okay, I'm going to take the plunge and no job. I have no college education. Um, I had no place to live, nowhere to go. All I knew is that I wanted to take my kids and be on my own. And I think I didn't have anybody to fall back on. I had no other man in my uh, you life. Ha- you do have your brother. I, no, I have yeah. my brother. I do. But I had nobody at that time because nobody know. knew what I was going through. So everybody was, was shocked and amazed because Robert was such a wonderful man mm-hmm. and a husband and provider and dad and everything. But I just fell out of love. And that's it's very sad. It hurts me still to this day. You know, it's three years later. And um, so I told him I wanted a divorce and took my kids. I got a place to live. And um, now, like I said, it's three years later, I got a job. I work for my brother, Bayside Chrysler. (laughs) 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 And uh, my kids are happy. You know, my older daughter is going to college. My younger daughter is looking at colleges. And, you know, I'm friends with my ex-husband. And he got remarried to a wonderful woman. I really don't know her that well. But she loves my kids. And she treats them well. And you know what? That's all that matters. It's so fascinating to me that... There are two women at this table that have both been through some pretty good divorces. I feel like are done right. I feel like there's so many. That's my people, next book, divorce done right, and that's it should be because, because Siggy, when the, you hang out with people who are positive and they try to inspire you in mm-hmm. different ways. Listen, when Camille was going through this, I said, "Camille, take the high road. Take yeah. the high road. There, you're, the lit to your pot is out there." We had lots of talks, Siggy and I. She really supported me. And she gave me really good advice, you know, to be strong and take a deep breath. And, you know, you have your family behind you and your friends and everything. And I did. And I just stood tall. I took a deep breath and I did what I had to do. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was rocky at first. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not all peaches and cream and OK, we're going to go our separate. There were hard feelings and tears and there were some fights and everything like that. But that's only to be given, you know, that's life. Um, that's yeah. life. It and comes with life. Three years later, we talk, we tax, you know, everything's good. You but know? do you want to tell them about like you, you, Camille's very happily, happily, 
she's very much in love. Yeah, Yay, we Yay. love love here. Yay. So that's that's the point for all you listeners out there that there is life after divorce. It takes a while. Um, it's not going to, you know, there there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but it is dark. And mm. and I always say this, like, Claire, you're about to walk down the aisle next I know, month. but you know what? Divorce doesn't sound that bad compared to the two of you, so I'm actually not that worried anymore. No, 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 but I'm just saying, <laughs> there's never a guarantee that a relationship no, is going to work out. Yes. No, right. there's never any guarantee. And right. I dated Siggy's like, you got to get out there, whether, you know, you join a club or, you know, the supermarket, you just have to get out there and you have to meet people and everything. And one day, you know, you're going to fall into somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm never going to meet anybody. Nobody's ever going to love me for me. And, but I didn't care. And I, I was actually okay with being alone. And I went on dates and everything and nobody did it for me. And one day I was running at Rockland Lake where I live. And um, I met this really amazing guy and uh, I said, you know, we knew each other from like, hi, goodbye kind of thing. And I saw him. I said, you want to run with me? And he's like, "Okay." So we ran three miles together. And if I tell you in that three miles, our hearts touched. Oh, that's so nice. And I'm still with him. I know. That's so amazing. I'm going to cry. He's so wonderful. He's so good. And you deserve it. Everybody deserves to be happy. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people stay in relationships because, you know, their parents don't want them. You know, when I first got divorced, my mother didn't want me to leave. She's like, you have a wonderful life. Mm -hmm. Why would you rock the boat? And I said, what's life? Wait. Rock the boat. Life is about rocking the boat. Mm -hmm. Why? If I'm not happy and the waters are calm. And I, by the way, I was engaged to a man who had a yacht, a captain and a co-captain. Let me just tell you one thing about this. Oh my God. They're going to say a Coke problem. I was like, what? Watch this. I do not like to be in the waters without, I felt really like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not a boat person and I don't like calm waters. I like to, for it to be a little bit of waves and highs and lows. And I like that. It makes things exciting. Yeah. It makes things exciting. And you know what? If anybody tells you out there, for all you listeners that you're, that their, their life is perfect, you say, Bullshit. Siggy said bullshit. Claire said bullshit. And Camille bullshit. said bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Nobody has a perfect life. Right. It's all about what makes you happy. And what makes me happy might not make you happy or you happy. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is that we all deserve to be happy. And Agreed. Today, my sister-in-law is happy. It makes me happy. I'm just really impressed that you found a man that would run with you for three miles on like your first date. I mean, that's me. I'd be like, yep. <laughs> three miles. Like I'm to do the New York City Marathon See, that's me. love right there. I mean I, re- I mean, I don't think I've run three miles in my whole 30 years of being on this planet. And by the way, he's a New York City cop. So let's shout out there to all the NYPD. men in blue, baby. NYPD, they are the best. NYPD is the best. Thank you. officer every day. Yes, thank you. You guys don't get paid enough. Thank you. Thank you and thank you. Um, yeah, so that's that. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's thank you for sharing that Yeah, story. thank you for sharing. Should we do some emails? Yeah, we'll do some emails, okay. Claire. So, Camille, I know you listen to our podcast, so you know what course, comes up yeah. next. Yeah, so we get emails so from we everywhere. we get emails from everywhere. Yes. I mean, Australia, we've gotten them from, we get them from, like, also really random places in America. Oklahoma, right. like, Arkansas. People, tell me about the pictures we get. Like, our listeners are gorgeous. Oh, and they right? send us pictures, and it's so great. And we love when our listeners, listeners out there, when they send us pictures because we like to put a face to a name yeah. so okay let me see let's do our first one 
Okay. Sarah from Linden, New Jersey writes, I've been unhappy in my relationship for the past year, but I can't seem to let it go. When do you give up on relationships? When you're no longer happy. Sarah, if you if you are walking around and you're sad all day long, mm-hmm. it's basically something on the inside of you. We all have a voice on the inside of you that says something's got to give, something's got to change. What I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to know your worth, get out of your own way and have some balls to get out of an unhealthy and a sad relationship. It's that simple. And once you do it, it's like somebody lifted 90 bricks off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Get out of that relationship if it no longer serves you. Exactly. I mean, the same thing. Camille, you can totally relate. You were just saying you were in a marriage and you just fell out of love. And it's scary. But you realize, you know what? This relationship is not working anymore. It's so much better on the other side. So, Sarah, just do it. Bite the bullet. Just do it. I mean, you'll be so much happier in the end. So much happier. I mean, you should definitely... Uh, I, I'm all about lists. You make your list what's good and what's bad. And when the bad overcomes the good, it's Very time good, to Camille. Ooh, a list yeah, is a good I idea. <laughs> a list. Wow, I like that. A list is a right. good when idea. The bad, you know, over, overcomes the good and you mm-hmm. no longer are happy and you're walking around and you're sad and you're, you lost that sparkle in your eye and that glow in your face. It's time, you know, to... Get out. Exactly. Very simple. Okay. Okay. Sarah, let us know. Okay, so actually I have a question because we were talking about breaking up in a relationship, obviously with a significant other. Mm-hmm. What do you do if it's like a friendship? Like how do you know if you are if you just put everything you possibly can and this friendship is no longer working? Listen, the same rules apply? It's the same thing. A relationship could be a friendship between your mother, your sister, your next door neighbor, the mailman. Mm-hmm. If the chemistry is gone and the relationship turns sour and it's toxic and it's no longer serving you. And when I I say serving you. It's what are what are relationships about? You come in with your baggage. You come in. You're going to come in with your baggage. We're going to take our suitcases. We're going to put everything away, and we're going to laugh, and we're going to maybe argue, and but we're gonna we're going to help each other grow. Right. You're going to understand me. I'm going to enhance your life. You're going to enhance when that long no longer is happening, and the relationship is toxic, and you you're, there's all this back and forth, and it doesn't feel right. It's time to take a break. I have friends. That um, in my life right now, every time that they're together, it's something is just not right. And I will be sitting there going, okay, okay, okay. Don't talk about the past. Here it goes. I'm trying to navigate. Oh my God, they're getting along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I walk away and then something happens and it's out of our control. It's called chemistry. Chemistry is a mystery. It's either there or it's not. And it takes two to tango. So yes, it does apply to friends. If you have a friend who's bringing you down and you don't feel good around that friend, it's time to... I want to say it. Take the L out of lover. The relationship is over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that at, at a later date, you guys can't get back in. Camille, you've had friends that have been toxic and you'd have to, you have to say goodbye to them. Absolutely. Yeah. I've had friends. I, Sorry. I cleaned house. When I got right. divorced, I cleaned house of all toxic people in my life. Yes. And I now I have a very small circle around me and I'm so happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And by the way, for everybody who's afraid to like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I just want everybody to love me. It's not possible. No. Everybody has people who, I have so many people can't stand me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, if you can't stand me, you're losing out, not me. Exactly. Just stay yeah. away from me. Right. No, it's such you a good stay point. in your lane, I'll stay in my lane. And when we see each other, hey, I might buy you a Diet Coke with a slice of lemon. I doubt it, but see ya. Right. But God, it's not, life isn't about, oh, it's here or there. It's, it's different shades in between. There's no perfect thing. Mm-hmm. You just have to walk a straight line and keep moving forward. But yes, it does apply to any any relationship, friendship, 
lover, friend, anything. Coworker, whatever. Yes. Okay, here's another one. Laura from Seabright, New Jersey, writes, I feel like my relationship with my on-again, off-again boyfriend is bad when we are together, but even worse when we are apart. What can I do to make it good and make it last this time? I would just get rid of him, but that's just me. No, if it's if it's good and bad, I, I what's her name? Laura. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's Laura? saying that when they're together, yeah. the relationship is bad when they're together, but even worse when they're apart. Right. So, Laura, obviously, you're not in a great relationship. Exactly. But, yeah. But you're not in front of me because maybe you're doing something wrong. Ooh, so, good point. Watch this. It's not just the point of just let's walk away. Mm-hmm. I think you're trying too hard. And I got that out of three sentences. I could be wrong. Can you email us and let us know a little bit more? Because yes. Sometimes when you walk on eggshells and you're not living your authentic self, it doesn't work. For example, when I was married to Mark Flicker, he wanted me to be more of like a Stepford wife, classy, calm, reserved. And I tried it. I was in a restaurant and I tried not to scream on top of my lungs and not to like yell at the bus boys and say, hi, Jose. Oh my God, Bob, come over here. He said, can't you just hush? And I tried it and I was miserable. I didn't like it. So you know what? I had to find a man who says, Siggy, what's the matter? You're quiet. I, I, I need you to, you know, your brother. Step it up. I'm like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, oh, hi, everybody. Okay. So anyway, he accepts me for who I am. But when you, when the relationship is bad and you're all worried about it, then you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. So I need a little bit more information. Why is yes. it bad? Is he looking at his phone? Is he checking out the waitress's ass as she walks by? Why are you not getting the attention? Because if you have to try too hard in a relationship, it's never going to work. Mm-hmm. A man has to love a woman a little bit more. That's my favorite saying. I like and that. a relationship has to be easy. When it's easy, it's right. When you don't have to call your friends and say, why, why isn't he calling me? What's going on? And when you're not eating a bag of chips and sitting on the couch crying, that's when the relationship is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agreed. Absolutely. Okay, we have another one. Let's see where this is like to my go. favorite thing to do. It's I so do fun. I know. Yeah. It's so much fun. I know. Just with you without being on I know. the radio. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I love it. All the so time. Yes. Yeah. As I'm reading them, I'm like, well, I love I'm from New York, so I would like change it. Okay. Jessica from California writes, My boyfriend cheated on me last month and I've been a mess ever since. Even though he promised me it was a one time thing, I immediately broke up with him, but I miss him. He has called and texted me every day since, but I can't bring myself to answer the phone. Should I give him a second chance? I need more details because normally I feel like yes. we would say yes, but like no, but we no. don't know the whole story. I would say no. Right. So, so what's it her depends. Name? There's it's like Jessica. an asterisk. Yeah. Here's how I feel. I feel like this for a man to insert his peepee in another woman's cookie. Mm-hmm. For me, there's no turning back. It, it, I, it, but that's me. Right. But I've had clients who have forgiven mm-hmm. and they are very, very happy. Mm-hmm. There are people and it could be a... I, I don't. I don't have an. How long are you going? I know. Out? We need more Is details. It, but for me personally, right? It's it's one thing it, it, to me. It's the most intimate thing and the holiest thing to have sex with somebody. I can't. I can't be with somebody if they have disrespected mm-hmm. me in that way. But I don't know enough about that. Right. But I've had seen people who were dating on and off. For example, I have a client who was dating on and off, and it wasn't serious. And they were going out, and they were having sex, and they were together. And she met his parents, but it was never like oh, I'm going to see you all the time. It was never right. like it was never an official, my official. It was relationship. never official. And you know what? One day she says, "Are you 
seeing anybody else. And he goes, actually, I'm, I, 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 I did sleep with my ex-girlfriend, but we weren't like mm. it was when we were starting out. So my advice to her is don't let it go now. Right. You have you that. Just now you see, need to and move forward. From there on, so it yeah. depends on the situation. Exactly. Absolutely. I totally you are agree. Official and serious. I know. Well, the worst, I have a friend actually who was dating a guy. She, he told her that he had slept with somebody else and she continued to date him one because she was madly in love with him, but also he was saying how it wasn't cheating because it wasn't an emotional thing. I I was like, if it's a physical thing that's happening, that's cheating. Well, usually when a man cheats on a woman or a woman cheats on a man, what happens is, is that when there's no remorse and somebody can't be accountable for it, this is what happens. You're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, they say you're crazy. It didn't mean anything. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm Feel like, bad. no, 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 no. Don't let anybody flip the table on you. What what should happen is if a woman is cheating on a man or a man's cheating on a woman, listen, I'm gonna own it. I'm sorry. I, I can't believe I did it, mm-hmm. but own it. Don't make yeah. it worse by saying, oh, you know, it wasn't a, the real thing because my pee only went halfway in and then I decided I didn't want to go full blown. Just a tip totally still counts, yeah. men the tip, out there. The tip counts. The tip the counts. Tip counts. You were there. Exactly. <laughs> it was there. Every All the parts you were, were there. there. Okay. Um, the next one is from Marnie from Brooklyn. Right. I moved to New York City when I first got married. My husband recently lost his job and we have no money in the bank. I don't think that we'll ever be able to pay our rent this month. Oh, I don't even think we'll be able to pay our rent this month. How can I get through this and how can our marriage survive? He's terrified and feels like a failure and I don't want to make him feel worse, but I'm scared as well. Aww. That's really hard. I feel really bad for her. You stand by your man. Yeah. Absolutely. Play that song on loop, baby. Listen to me. I, I'm telling you from experience, I know plenty of people who can pay their bills every month and they are loaded and they are miserable. They're suicidal. Money can't buy you happiness. And if mm-hmm. you can get through the bad times, you can get through the good times. Camille's here to vouch. When I first met Michael Campanella, the man was broken. He didn't have anything. He lost his businesses. He, he, when I tell you, I had to, I had to leave Woodfield Country Club in Boca Raton, Florida (laughs) and come here. And I wanted to live with Michael and we couldn't afford anything. I had to live with my mom and dad, Mm -hmm. um, where we got a townhouse where they lived on the bottom floor. I lived on the top floor and we shared the middle floor. And I'm letting you know, people were like, Siggy, why, why this man? You're, you're going to go through such hardships. It's the second time or, I mean, and I said, cause I love him. And we stood I, I stuck it out with him. And today I'm so happy because, A, Michael knows I'm not a gold digger. <laughs> he knows I'm not with it for the money. Exactly, yeah. Because I'm crazy about him. But when you go through bad times with somebody, that's when you really know that your relationship can survive anything. Mm-hmm. Everybody in life has financial ups and downs. Right. You will get through it. And my advice to you is, why don't you get a job hosting? Help yeah. out. Help out with the bills. Got and two if, eggs. You have a, if you have a job, and I don't know if you do, God bless you. You know, my mother had two jobs when we were growing up in Cherry Hill. She worked at the bank and she worked at the diner, meaning everybody can help out. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with There's that. There's nothing exactly. wrong with There's that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can. It yes. doesn't matter if you're cleaning somebody's toilets or right. if you're working as a hostess in a restaurant or working behind a desk. It yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's good a that you said. Yeah. A, a lot exactly. of people, a lot of people who are listening don't know this about the SIG. I was a nanny in Manhattan. 
and I cleaned toilets and I took care of Pamela and Tony Rykowski, if you guys are listening, Jane and Frank Rykowski, Jane Kurzman, both attorneys. I was a nanny on the Upper East Side and I took care of kids and I also cleaned and I did the laundry and I cleaned mm-hmm. the toilets. And then I was a waitress and everybody knows my TGI Friday story. Oh, yes. But let me just tell you something. I started at the bottom and that's why I appreciate everything that I have today. There is no shame in that. It builds character. Absolutely. It builds character. Right. Agreed. Okay, we have another one from Julie, uh, Julia, excuse me, Julia from Florida. Yes, Florida. I know, we love Florida. I wonder if she's from Boca. What do you think? Yes, I wonder Your if she's favorite. Yeah, my favorite. Um, uh, she writes, my fiance's family is really close and sometimes I don't know if I'll ever be able to fit in. Is it possible to have a future with someone if you never let, if you're never let into his family's inner circle? Okay, so basically... Her fiance's family is super wow. close. That's a great question. Yeah. And she wants to know, how can I have a successful relationship with my future husband if yes. I th- can't get to that so circle? Easy. Yeah. What What's do you do? Name? What's her name? Her name is Julia. Julia, I want you to listen closely. This is what you need to do. You are about to get married. You need to know your worth and you need to stand your ground. And you know how you do it? You speak to your fiance and you say, sweetie, I'm so happy that I'm going to be your wife and I want to be the best wife. And sometimes I get a little bit insecure around your family. It's okay to share your feelings and be humble and say, honey, next time you guys are talking about something that you did 20 years ago and it's like the inner, the inner circle, can you like include me in on it and make me that? And if your fiance truly loves you, You know what he's going to do behind your back? He's going to call up his mom and his sisters and say, hey, Julia feels a little bit insecure. Can you guys make her feel a little bit more comfortable? That's what two people do when they get married. You help me. I help you. You scratch my back. I'll scratch your back. And if he loves you, he's going to be so happy because when you're with a man, there is nothing sexier than a man who helps out a woman. When you can say that, when I come to Michael and I say, Michael, I'm having a problem figuring out. And he's like, you? The most stubborn human being who you think you know it all. I'm like, Michael, seriously, I don't know what I'm doing here. He goes, okay, honey, let me show you. It makes makes your brother feel good. Yeah, He'll move mountains for you. Well, I'm but I'll, I'll move yeah. freaking oceans. I'm like Moses. I'll part, the, I'll part the sea for him. But I'm just saying, <laughs> sometimes, you know, you come across with all your like huffing and puffing. Right. And all of a sudden you have somebody who says, like my mother, Hey, Siggy, I'm right here. I want to spend time with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's good to be humble and it's good to say, oh my God, wow. I, I, yeah. I'm listening. Absolutely. Well, it takes two, you know, it takes, it takes two, two exactly. to listen and yes. work together on a relationship. And, yes. you know, if he listens, you know, he'll help her out. And yeah. He'll talk to his family. From Absolutely. Her. Hopefully it works out. And, mom, if you're listening, we love, love you. you, mom. <laughs> I'm going to try to call you every other day. You would text her. Does she text? No. No? No. Oh my gosh. And when I call her, she can't hear me. I'm like, hi, mom. She goes, hello? Hello? I'm like, mom, it's Siggy. Hello? I'm like, I sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, I just clicked. I just clicked the phone. I get like, oh. I got to put a microphone on, on the phone for her so she can hear you better. Yeah. She's such a cutie pie though. Your mom is adorable. Adorable. Okay. Here's another one. Leanna from, I can't read my phone. Leanna from Texas. Yes. She writes, there's so many girls today. I love it. We usually get a little mix of everybody. Um, Leanna from Texas says, my group of friends from college are still really close, even though it's been 15 years since you graduated. Wow. Two girls in the group have always had a deep bond, but they also fight like cats and dogs. And the rest of us are constantly being dragged into it. Oh my God. I'm going through that right now. 
we're all grown women now. Is there anything I can do to keep the peace? Or is there a tactful way of urging them to part for the sake of all of our sanity? Um, it's the hardest. You know, I don't even have an answer for that because I'm going through that right now. And I've gone through 19 boxes of Kleenex. Um, I, I have a group of girls that I love. And I came in there, you know, knowing, you know, one of them introduced me to everybody else. And... I'm telling you, we started out and we, we, you know, when you go away with people and you bond with them and you share stories with them. And then I'm, I, I, when I think about it, it drives me crazy. And then two of them or three of them are fighting and mm-hmm. then it puts everybody in sort of like, you know, me and my Dolores are stuck in the middle of, of this war. And, how, and do you have to pick sides? Well, what do no, you do? I, you know, luckily we're, we're friends with people who are mature enough not to make us pick sides. Oh, well, that's good. No, it's Thank good. God. Yeah. But it's still hard because... I don't get to see the other, you know, it's just a lit, you, you're always constantly on eggshells and you know me, I don't want to be on eggshells. Mm-hmm. No. I just want everybody to, to like each other and we don't have to love each other, but I, I want to be able to exist in the same room. Right. Exactly. So for we're at an event together, okay, we don't have to be like, oh my God, I love you. And it had, does have to be a phony bo- baloney relationship, but I don't like the uncomfortableness of, mm-hmm. of people fighting when they've been friends for so long and it's such history and just to throw that away in one second. But on the other hand, when a relationship gets too toxic and two people are just doing this, Mm -hmm. it is better to go separate ways. But for me, I always have hope that there is a chance. And, and, you know, it it depends on what they're going through in this, in in their lives. Because everybody's going through really, you know, some of my friends are going through really tough times in their lives. And, um, it's a very... You, th- that's a great question and I don't you know usually I'm answering the questions I'm going to say I'm surprised I can't believe you don't really have yeah, a firm answer for you know, our listener I'm, I'm impressed Sig. I'm going through it yeah. and I'm telling you <clears throat> I've broken down over this like, mm-hmm. it's, I can see you're upset yeah yeah, I can I see can you're fi- yeah, you're physically upset. Yeah, I can see. It's a hard thing. I know, I yeah, feel I bad. I, you're too far away. I need to hug you. <laughs> no, no, but but it is sad when your friends are not getting yeah. out. And all you want, like when I go out, I'm like, everybody, let's go. We're going to go to New York Prime and we're going to have garlic shrimp. And, I, <laughs> and you want everybody to get along. But guess what? Slap myself in the face. Life is not perfect, Siggy. Mm-hmm. Wake up. Right. You're going to have good days and bad days. And not everyone's going to have the same energy and the same yeah. chemistry together. And... um you know, I'll never forget Dolores used to say to me, oh, Siggy, you have such high hopes. You know, she's more of of a realist and I'm right. more of like, you know, I'm living in La La Land. I'm, I want everybody. You're an optimist. Yes. I want everybody to write their own fairy tale and la la la. And, um, and sometimes it doesn't happen. It's happened to me. There are some people that I don't have the right chemistry with that I can't be in the same room. But it is a very, very hard thing. And my advice to you is what I'm going to do. Always try to bring them together. If they say no, no. But at the end of the day, you'll go into your grave one day knowing that you tried your best to bring them together. It's, it, it's, I'm going through it right now and mm-hmm. I'll let you know how that turns out. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to tell us yeah, about how that your, turns out. your but friends. It is, yeah. it is very hard. Okay, the next one is from Blair, from another one from New York, which I love. Um, Blair from New York writes, my husband has this amazing opportunity at work that he's thrilled about, but the downside to this is that he, if he accepts it, that he would have to be on the road a lot. We have three children together and my job is pretty flexible, but I will be by myself more than... I am now and I'm usually taking care of the kids and doing things with our kids but it's going to be just me should I tell him not to take this opportunity because I feel like it will hurt us more than benefit us what do you think I should do 
I, I just I think that she should be supportive. I think she should be supportive don't also. You? Absolutely. Don't you, she should be yeah. supportive, but they should uh, make sure that they make time for each other. Mm-hmm. Like date yes. night, time alone, you know, after the kids are in bed. Yes. You know, even if it's just an hour just to sit and, you know, how was your day and listen. Yes. You know, don't be all about talking well, the kids did this and the kids, yeah. you know, like be about the two yeah. of you and reconnecting and keeping the connection. Right. And your relationship should be your number one priority, obviously. Yes. And, and, and like, and, you know, it's great to have a new job and new yeah. be- benefits and opportunities in the work world. But when the lights turn out and the money's either there or gone, that's your family that's your relationship that should be the first thing that you focus on and then you know you find a nice balance yeah listen relationships are are this is what keeps me busy Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) yes exactly that's why we have this podcast right relationships are the most important thing in the world listen i can help people with all their issues and do you know how I feel when my own children have a hard time with me? Like, you know how overbearing I am as a mother. And Sophie and Joshua uh, sometimes say, hey, mom, you're overbearing and you're not a good listener because mm-hmm. you think you have all the answers. And I want to, I want to, if I know that there's a bus that's zooming down the street, I want to hold Sophie and Joshua and say, wait, 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 you know. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll say, mom, I know how to look at the traffic sign and see, stop, go, or say I'm crossing the street. I'm having, I'm struggling with my relationships with my parents. I'm struggling with my relationship with my children. You know, sometimes you think, oh, everything is so perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm a relationship expert. And mm-hmm. here I am. I got divorced. I got remarried. It's a, conti- you constantly learning and learning about yourself and hopefully changing yourself because I don't want my kids not to turn to me. Right. I want them to come to me. Of course. You know what it's like with Iris and Isabella? You gotta work on every relationship that you have, whether it's children, your husband, yeah. your friend, you have to your work parents. On everything, your parents. Now I have to work on a relationship with my mom and making her feel like I love her and she does exist and I do want to spend time with her. With Sophie and Joshua, it's like, mom, you don't listen. And I'm thinking, what do you mean I don't listen? There was, there was a, we went to the diner and they're like, they had me on, um, on, on what you do when you press the timer. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like, let's see if you could listen. And after like a minute, I was like, wait, excuse me, are you talking to the SIG like that? Like, <laughs> I couldn't even let them get through a conversation. Right. Because I want to be that know-it-all and right. stop you and say, guys, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going through and here's what we're going to do. But mm-hmm. you know, when Sophie first started crying about, you know, this guy that she liked didn't like her back. We're talking about a 14-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mom, I know what you're going to tell me. A man's rejection is God's protection. <laughs> right, right, right. But I don't need to hear that. I like, I need to go through my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's right though, but I'm struggling mm-hmm. and I am when I go around and I change people's lives for the better. Here I am in my own house. I feel like the walls are crumbling down on me. <laughs> I don't like I'm having a hard time with my, with my own relationships with my kids and my parents, you know, and I always constantly have to work on my relationship with your brother. Yes. How are you, sweetheart? How are you? It, it takes, it takes work. It's like a car. Mm-hmm. You don't put gas in the car. The car's not going to run. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it, relationships are extremely, um, it, they're complicated, mm-hmm. but they're well worth it. They really are well worth it. And when you learn how to speak and listen, I have to learn on listening. You know, I've, I have a lot of things that I need to work on. Yes. But um there's nothing more important than love. I think you do a very good job, Siggy. Yeah, but you should have seen my kids this week. It hasn't been a good. It hasn't been a good week. Oh, Siggy. Yeah. Well, we've discussed this with John yeah. getting his car, and now right. all of a sudden he's out all day. Right. I'm like, hi, you need to check in. I'm your mother. He's like, mom, okay, I'm checking in. I'm at Ben's house. I'm swimming, and I'm like, okay, when are you going to come home for dinner, mom? I just 
stop by whatever and ha- mm. it's a different it's I, it's very different yeah you're a different I'm stage, stage. A i have to let go and i'm having yeah. older i went through it went through it having a very hard time so listen i'm learning as i as i as i i mean I, i'm going through a journey of my own right now and wow it's opened up my eyes to a lot of things okay you ready for another one yeah okay Pina, I love this name, Pina from Nashville, says, recently I went through a divorce and it has really taken a toll on me. I feel like I have no ambition for life lately and everything in this house reminds me of our 18 years of marriage. I want to clean the house, literally. What do you suggest I can do to not have a constant reminder of my ex or our memories? Okay, it's called a fresh coat of paint. You got to re. I, I rearrange. I'm an organizational freak. I yes, we all know. We've seen her labels. Yes, absolutely. I am constantly moving things around. Like Michael will come home and be like, "Where's my dresser?" I'm like, "Oh, I gave it to um, you know, uh, a friend of mine." You know, yeah. You got you got to reinvent your house. Reinvent it. Change the room around. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have you know the money to go out and buy new furniture, paint some furniture. Yeah, I could totally Put up do a that. fresh coat of paint. If a room is beige, why don't you try painting it a bright yellow or a soft gray? Change it up. If you have pillows that are patterns, try putting fur pillows on. Or you got to change the room. You could change a cha- two chairs and a couch and rearrange them. I want to come over. Can you send yeah. me your address? Siggy will come over. <laughs> I'm going to come over and rearrange your house and you're going to feel like there is not and get rid of his stuff. If his stuff is still laying around. Yeah. Pack it up. And Why get does the hell she out want it? Maybe she feels hard trying to part with it though. A lot of people have a hard time letting go. Mm-hmm. They do. It's okay. I yeah. had a hard time letting go. Camille had a hard time letting go. It's fine. Yeah. But sometimes it's good to clear it up and change. There's, I remember the first time that Mark left the house. I got a new comforter and new bedding. It's one of the first things. <laughs> That's that, smart. Wasn't it nice? It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was nice. Like, I got a new comforter and I remember like he took all his clothes. So I'm like, oh, extra room for my, like I started rearranging things and, and redecorating things. And, you know, I was on a budget then and I, I didn't know what my future was. Same as you, Camille. I didn't know. I didn't, it wasn't like, you know, I was, you know, I was, Scared out of my mind, but little things. I remember rearranging things. You change a comforter. All Mm -hmm. of a sudden you change a coat of paint. All of a sudden you, you start, you know, moving furniture around, you get new plates, whatever it is. You start to not be constantly reminded of your previous relationship. And you'll make new memories in your new fancy home that you just put together. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, we have another one. This one's from Rebecca from Connecticut. She writes, I've been with my boyfriend for seven years now and he just popped the big question. Yay! Yay, right? Yay, Rebecca! Um, I didn't answer him right away and I told him I needed to think about it. Don't get me wrong, I'm really in love with him, but our sex life sucks and I don't want to be stuck with a man for the rest of my life who's horrible in bed. Should I... suck it up and marry him because I love him or should I let him go and make some other woman miserable in bed oh my god Rebecca that's so sad (laughs) wow well um, what has she done to try to spice it up is what I want to know when, when, if you have gone to sex therapy, there are b- wonderful sex therapists out there. Mm-hmm. My, my advice to you is you can't be in a sexless relationship. Right. Sex is key. You have to be able to enjoy yourself. You have to be able to say, honey, what you're doing doesn't feel good. I want to know if you're expressive. You have to be open. Say every single time you think that I'm enjoying this, I'm really counting to 10 backwards. I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. you got to be open about it. And if he's like, you know, 
finishing in three minutes and you're not satisfied, you have to find ways. And I have people who go to sex therapists and they there's ways of getting reintroduced to sex. And if he's really worth it to you and he's really a great guy, you've got to go down that road before you close the door on this relationship. Right. That's that. That's my advice. Exactly. I agree. What do you think, it's Camille? It's all about being honest. It's yeah. all about honesty. You yeah. have to be able to talk to your partner and see how he responds to it. You know, and if he doesn't respond well, you know, then you got to go a different route. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay, I think we have time for one more. One more. Okay. One more. Okay. This one is from Jane, and she says, oh, Jane from Connecticut, another Connecticut. We love Connecticut. Oh, I love Connecticut. Um, she says, it's so nice Yeah, there. Camille hiked and biked there. <laughs> of, of course she did. Biked, hiked, swam. I've done a couple of triathlons. Yeah, yes. I know, you know, whatever. A few. I can't even imagine. Okay, um, it says, da, 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 da. I've been having trouble with my best friend lately. She doesn't seem to be going, she seems to be going through so much, but I don't hear this from her. I hear it from other people. Other mutual friends of ours have told me that she's having major family issues and her family is falling apart. I want to reach out and help her, but I don't know why she won't confide in me. Why is she telling other people and not me? Do I approach her and tell her that I know what's going on and I want to help her or I just pretend like I don't know? Please help. I say approach her. I think so too. Absolutely. Say, listen, um, Debbie told me that you are telling everybody about your family issues. So obviously it's not a private matter. You are speaking about it. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you talking to me? I'm one of your best friends. Exactly. And I'm hurt by it. I'm not coming here and saying that I want to know something that you don't want to tell me. But if Mm -hmm. you're already talking about it, God damn it. Talk to me about it. It's really interesting. I love you. I want to be there for you. It's all in your delivery. And I wonder why she's not confronting her friend yeah. or confiding in her friend. I wonder what yeah. has happened in the past where yes. she doesn't feel like she can tell her whatever she's going through. I'd love to hear why. I mean, yeah. has something happened in the past where mm-hmm. she confided something in you and you told everybody that you weren't supposed to tell? Yeah. Do you have a big mouth? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We, we need more information. We need more info. Yes. But I would definitely, con- you know, what's friendship about? Like Camille said, if you can't be yourself, then you can't be in this relationship. Exactly. You can't. If I have to walk around and pretend that I'm quiet and classy, I don't want to be, I don't, then I don't want to be friends with you. Right. Mm-hmm. If I have to walk into a restaurant and you can't see that I'm passionate about chip sauce and guacamole and I have to hide my passion, you and I are not meant to be together. Right. right. I, I wish you nothing but health and happiness. But right now I have to take you out of my lane and put you in another lane. Mm-hmm. You have to look at your friend and say, I love you. What's going on here? You're telling Tom, Dick, and Harry, your issues and not me. I'm yeah. your best friend and I love you. Something's wrong. We need, to, we need to get down to the, yes. to the bottom of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, those are all the emails we have for today. That's beautiful. Do we have any, any good takeaways that we've talked about? I mean, obviously, friendships come and go. There's ones that you want to work on. There's ones that are, yes. have a, you know, need a lot of work. Yes. And I feel like it's important that you try to Absolutely. work on your friendships. Relationships are difficult mm-hmm. and, um, and, um, you know, um, you got to constantly keep working on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's perfect. You know, like I said, here I am and I know that I've helped out thousands upon thousands of people and I'm struggling with my own relationships with my children and, 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 and my family. And, um, you know, I'm extremely sensitive. And when somebody tells me something and I don't like what they're saying, 
um, I shut down right away, which is not a good thing about me. No. I, I shut down right away and I, I cry very easily. Everybody knows I'm, I'm, I'm a crier. I'm very emotional and very compassionate, but I shut down very easily and I have to be more open and I have to be a better listener and I have to say, Hey, this is what's good about you, but this is what's not good about you. Mm-hmm. And this is what you need to work on. And I have to tell you, I myself have, am going through one of the most difficult times now um with my children and 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 you know this recent issue with my mom but i've learned a lot about myself and a lot of it is not pretty you know what i'm oh, saying so beautiful no 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 but camille inside and out I, everything takes camille but work. yes mm-hmm. everything takes work but but you know when you're sitting there i don't even i could cry when your mother is looking at you and you have to understand my mother I, I have a hard time letting Joshua go right down the street without hearing from him. Mm-hmm. At the age of 16, 17, my mother put me on a plane on when we were in Israel. We were there for a year. And I, for that year, I drove her crazy. I was miserable. I wanted to be in America. I lived my life in America in 11th grade. You know how difficult it is to be in another country and you don't read or write the language. I drove my mother crazy that she had to put me on a plane knowing that she was not going to see me for a long time. So here I am complaining about, oh my God, Joshua doesn't check in. Meanwhile, I was getting on a plane and going to another country. And now this woman is in this country. How dare me not give her, you know, like, yeah. So now it's time for you to make I, the time and effort. Yes. yes, but I didn't even think about it. So I'm proud of my mom for opening up her mouth Absolutely. because yeah. I would have gone Absolutely. on and on. But I'm just saying, sometimes when people point out things to you, listen to them. And if they're worth it, you're going to work on them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if it's not worth it, the relationship is over. Some some people don't want to work on things and they'd rather just move on. Yeah. But, you know, hey, it's all about relationships. And I love you guys very much. We love you, Siggy. And you're a wonderful mom and a wonderful friend. Yeah, I could be a better mom. And I, you know, listen, Sophie and Joshua have to deal with the fact that I'm an overbearing mother and I, I can't wait. By the way, um, this Saturday I am going to see Sophie. Yay! You're so excited. I'm driving four hours to see my baby girl, so I can't wait to see her. Um, no, but I, I wanted to say it's, it's really funny because it, even in relationships, you really have to get to know a person. Mm-hmm. It takes six months to a year to get to know somebody. You can't know somebody right off the bat. And I'll never forget at my wedding, my sister always, her speech was the most phenomenal speech, not to my, my, my marriage when, when I married Mark. And she said, you know, um, a lot of people think they know my sister because I have this exterior that's so tough. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm the sig and oh yeah. And this, and I'm so confident and yeah. And yeah. And she goes, but it's just, she, she wears this, this coat of armor to protect herself because she really has such a, you know, heart of gold or she's so sensitive. And it's true. We all walk around with masks on sometimes because yes. we want to protect our hearts and right. there's nothing wrong with that. I do it all the time. And you know, sometimes I act like I'm a, tougher than I am. And on the inside, I'm shaking like a baby. Yeah. Um, but we all do that. But I think that when you're in true relationships is when you really can take off that, that armor. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I leaning? I'm sorry. Um, I think that when you're in a real relationship and I found that, that what I am with your brother, um, there's no need to have that tough exterior anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to walk around and being on your own since the age of 17 and putting myself through college and, struggling and how am I going to do this? You know, you walk around and you're like, 
You guys, are you listening to me? I'm crying right now. I know, Siggy. Oh my God, this is all the hysterectomy. It's hormones, it's hormones, <laughs> hormone but alert. There, there no. goes Siggy. Like no. you, you. But this is the thing that was where people love you so much. And yeah. I know I'm speaking for myself and probably Camille. I adore you them. open up, and then of course you try to say something funny to yeah. make yourself feel a better about crying. But it's okay to cry, and it's know, okay to be emotional. I, I cry too much, but <laughs> don't. I'm saying to people out there, sometimes you walk around with a mask on, and yeah. it's okay to protect yourself but when you're in a real relationship you don't need to wear that mask Mm -hmm. you take it off let people see you with your red shiny nose let them see the tears come out of your eyes and if they stick around it was meant to be and if they don't let the door hit their ass on the way out. Yes. You have one Amen. time to live. Can we end it on that yes. note? Yes. Yeah. I yes. agree. Yes. Live your life to the fullest. And um, God bless everybody. Yes. And thank you so much for listening. And please email us at dearjustsayin at gmail.com. And we will write back to you and answer your questions on, on our podcast. Lies. Just so fun. And thank, thank you, Camille. Oh, thank you, Camille. I love you guys. And tune in next week. We love you guys. Thank you. Love you. Bye.